Want to be part of the Morning Blitz? Don't fight it. Tell me how you really feel. Send your thoughts to our text line at 785-899-2222. A long first segment leads us 20 minutes left to go on our program here on a Tuesday. I'm pretty sure we could fill two hours. One hour talking about, of course, KU and K-State basketball. And another one talking about high school hoops for tonight. A full slate ahead. Um, full slate ahead going on starting tonight. With a lot of... Let's have some other good games going on tonight as well. Hoxie hosting Trigo. Decatur Community at Norton. Golden Plains at Hill City. Weskin goes to Bethune, Colorado. Wheatland Grinnell will host Quinter. Rollins County at Shilin should be some pretty interesting games. And then Triplanes Brewster hosting St. Francis. Some few games on the docket tonight. And of course, inside the Max Jones Fieldhouse is where we'll have Goodland hosting Colby in the Colby-Goodland rivalry. The Cowboys and the Cowgirls meeting for not the first time this year. The Cowgirls meeting and the Cowboys and Lady Eagles meeting for the third time this season. Meeting once in the topside tip-off, once in the Orange and Black Classic. And the Cowboys and Eagles meeting for just the second time after meeting in the third place game of the Orange and Black Classic. So it will not be the first time they've seen each other this year, but it is the first time in the regular season. And it is the game that means the most when it comes to GWAC League standings. So um, I guess I want to start with you, Christian, because yesterday I foobarred up the show and we didn't talk about Colby Hugaton. So I was curious if you could take what you learned from the Colby Hugaton games and how that applies to tonight's games between Goodland and Colby. It's actually really interesting um, that you ask it in that way uh, because both games, the way that they played the boys and girls does lead a little bit into how they want to either respond or play in a similar way against Goodland. Firstly, let me say that uh, because the girls and boys in the orange and black played at the same time, uh, Ross called the boys game, I called the girls game, I actually have not seen a full end-to-end live basketball game played by the Goodland boys yet. So I'm interested to see that, intrigued to see how the hype all loads up. And, of course, bad loss for the boys the first time around, but uh, I was not there to, to see it. So I'm not really sure fully, you know, oh, this really hurt them the first time around. And, uh, you know, there's only so much word of mouth. I'll tell you. I'll uh, tell you what hurt them the first time around. I'll tell you what helped. Getting gunned down from three. Yes. Sitting in a 1-3-1 zone and then shot them right out of it. Timeout. We got to go to man. That's what hurt them. Anyway, continue. Well, and on the flip side, Colby did something that hurt Goodland. They had Guy Tubbs go for 19-19 and because Guy Tubbs was everywhere getting offensive rebounds and putbacks. That's true. Um, so we'll start with the girls uh, because I think despite, you know, I haven't seen the boys and all this stuff, the girls is, I think, certainly the more intriguing matchup. The first uh, matchup over in the top side was hands down all Goodland. Second one was Colby for a lot of it, then back and forth, and you end up falling late uh, despite the best efforts of Colby. Uh, and the Lady Eagles, you know, you know, this third time has to be the charm. You want to beat them so badly, and you get another chance to do it in uh, the Max Jones. And I think the key is turning the ball over, or not doing that, uh, I should say. Particularly, it's forcing 
turnovers. The Goodland Cowgirls have struggled as of late with turning the ball over and, of course, struggle on the scale of a team that good. Uh, the Lady Eagles, on the other hand, have been adept forcing turnovers, particularly live ball turnovers. Lots of steals, lots of quick break opportunities, which is key because, as I'm sure everybody knows here, listening, this is saying nothing new, the Goodland Cowgirls defense is incredible. Top, top tier, locks down in the half court. They play a plurality of different coverages, and they run them all very well. Can Colby score against them in the half court? Of course, that's question number one, consistently, that is. But number two, and I think more importantly, is how many opportunities can you give yourself outside of that half court? Can you get out and run, and can you score in transition, and can, of course, you create transition opportunities. Against Hugoton, it was kind of back not back and forth. Colby was maintaining its lead. I think it was sitting on a 10-point. You know, it would be Hugoton cuts it up to 4. Colby extends it to 10, down to 7. And it goes back and forth uh, for the, about the first quarter and a half. And I think there was three minutes and change left in the first half in the Final seven possessions of the first half for Hugoton went turnover, 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 turnover. The Lady Eagles forced seven straight turnovers to end the first half, scored directly on six of those. The other one was a travel on a triple try that I think actually went in, so call it what you will, six out of seven uh, directly resulted in buckets or points for the Lady Eagles. Is that the kind of thing they can replicate? Obviously they want to, uh, but against a much more difficult Goodland squad, I think turning the ball over is huge for the girls. And like I said, this is, or at least should be a highly build matchup. I'm super excited for round three. I'm not going to lie. It surprised me that the Cowgirls won the game against Colby at the Orange and Black. If you would have said, Ross, make your prediction, I would have said, well, I think probably Colby's going to get him. Goodland's a little dinged up. Uh, and I think Colby's, you know, they're playing in somewhat, at least their home building, not their exact home arena. Um, and I would just think they'd be able to come. But the Cowgirls found a way to win by 11. Here's the thing. You And here's the thing from the Goodland perspective. If you want to beat Colby girls, it's pretty simple. Don't feed them any energy. Don't turn the ball over. They're not fantastic in the half court. They're okay. They're not fantastic. If Colby, here's the things that beat Goodland. Pretty solid three-point shooting. You know, if you get, if uh, Shaley Holsmeister and Logan Nolan and Elizabeth Barton want to knock down, you know, three threes apiece, that's going to help you out a lot in this game. That'll be huge. But if you're Goodland, you don't want, you try to limit that. And at the same time, you want to make sure that you're not giving Elizabeth Barton five, six layups on the other end, giving her 10 points just in steals. So you, you, the way you beat Colby is by kind of taking the air out of their offense, which is getting steals and layups. So you protect the basketball on the offensive end. You score it as best as you can. And if you don't, you get a miss, you get back, and you play good, solid half-court defense, forcing them to make shots from the outside. And if they make them, they make them. That's one thing. But... That's, to me, the biggest thing on how teams lose to Colby's because they turn the ball over so much, and they end up doing that. The thing is, Goodland plays 1-3-1 zone. 
Colby, every time I've seen it recently, still struggles with that at times to make passes around the 1-3-1. Goodling gets steals. That leads to buckets on the other end. So which team limits their their turnovers the most is going to help in the girls' game, in my opinion. That's probably one of the biggest things. Which team limits their turnovers or which team has the most turnovers is going to decide that girls' game. And then, once again, three-point shooting is just a humongous stat. Like, if Goodland finds a way to hit some threes, it's a huge feather in their cap. If Colby hits a lot of threes, it's you know it's a, it's a big deal against Goodland because, once again, the Cowgirls are not a great three-point shooting team at this point in time in the season. They are getting a little bit better, but I still don't think they're a great three-point shooting team. Not that you have to have that, but if you run into a team that does shoot it pretty well, that results in some issues. But, like I said, I... I, would, I was surprised that they won by 11 points the last time they played. It would not surprise me if this is another close game um, between these two teams. They know each other very well. You know, you're talking about how, you know, Colby, it's the third time they're hoping to be in. Look, this, this, if Goodlands beat Colby nine times in a row, nine times in a row. And so, yes, Colby is very hungry. These girls that they're playing, you know, that are juniors, Elizabeth Bartson and Logan Nolan, who are great players, you know, they've, they've never beaten Goodland. And, yeah, of course they want to win this game. But, of course, if you're Goodland, it's your senior night, and you don't want to lose to your rival on senior night. You don't want to do that. So there's lots of great storylines in this game coming up. It'll be a really good one. Uh, what's your thoughts on the boys? Yeah, uh, I think the boys, it's a little bit of a taller task just based on where Colby is right now, that doesn't mean that you can't win. And certainly, believe it or not, a 16-point loss to Hugoton shows that you can beat teams like that. For anyone that watched, or that didn't watch that Hugoton game, anyone that did watch can tell you Colby was in that game for far longer than you would have expected and only got out of that game Uh, based on a whole lot of lead in their own foot. I went back and uh, listened through the end of the third quarter, and Colby had a couple chances for it in the beginning of the fourth. They opened the fourth quarter on a 7-0 run, and then things kind of fell apart in a similar way to what happened at the end of the third. Two and change left in the third quarter. You have the returning state champs and the number four team in 4A at a seven-point game, and you have the basketball. Your next six possessions that end the third quarter for Colby missed a triple, which happens, would have made it a four-point game. Your last five were turnover, 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 turnover. And for anyone watching that game, they can tell you there was maybe one, maybe two truly forced turnovers in there. It was a lot of maybe not making the best pass, either decision or physically the pass itself. Lots of shooting yourself in a foot in a game that you realistically could have won. I think you bring that into Goodland knowing that you can hang with teams like this. You need two things if you're Colby, and they're similar things, synonyms really. Poise and patience. Particularly Jordan Jones, firstly, didn't have a very good game. His lowest scoring game the last time that they met Goodland in the Orange and Black, he had 10 points. He's also coming off, scoring-wise, his third worst game, and certainly the worst I've seen him play against Hugoton. He has responded after poor games time and time again this year. He's incredible, 
and he's consistent offensively apart from those three poor games topped, of course, by that Hugoton one on on Saturday. Excuse me. How well can Jordan Jones respond, and how will Goodland choose to defend uh, the backcourt? There were a lot of doubles and a lot of pressuring of the basketball, and there was just no poise from Colby's passers. I think they showed their youth a lot in the second half where they didn't make a simple pass or tried to get too greedy, take too much of their deficit back at once. And that leads me to point number two, which is how you start this ball game. There have been multiple times this year where against teams far, far better than them on paper, they have started the first quarter, quarter and a half, very, very good. Not red hot, haven't gunned these teams out of the gym, but have maybe pulled them into dogfights where Colby can win ball games. Then they played with the lead very well. When they've gotten into these deficits, they've done what they did against Hugoton, where they start to lose their poise, go for too much too quickly. Can I see some poise from the Colby ball handlers, particularly out of the backcourt? Can I see some patience in the half court? Unlike the girls, it's really in these true half court sets when the boys are at their best, not trying to get too much at one time. So that's what I want to see out of the Colby boys. And of course, it will come down to their defense and how well Goodland can knock down triples. Uh, Colby actually opened for the first time this year playing man defense against Hugoton then went back to their zone, and then started mixing some things up in the Stevens coaching. Really did a number on Hugoton, and like I said, there were plenty of opportunities to get back in the ball game, and it was heady decisions, or lack thereof, from Colby that maybe got them out of this. But I think you're very much going into this ball game. I don't know where their heads are at, but I think mine as an outside viewer says, this is a team you can hang with despite what maybe it says on paper. I expect a couple things to happen tonight. I expect Goodland to find a way to speed up Colby in some form or fashion. Um, force them into being uncomfortable when they bring the ball up the floor. That's just a gut feeling. They're going to they're, they're gonna use their length and their athleticism. Everybody drink! I've said that so many times. Uh, they're going to use that length and athleticism to go out there and pressure. Uh, and I think they're going to find a way to make it uncomfortable for Jordan Jones, who's really not a one. He's a two-guard. Uh, I think in his soul, and so to to pressure and he play he plays the two. Well, but he has to bring the ball up the floor, doesn't he? Most of the time, Foss does. Yeah, Braden Foss. Okay, well they're gonna find a way to heat those guys up and and make them do some silly. Like they did that to they did it to Holcomb on their home floor. It made Holcomb look like they were nothing. It was unbelievable. I'd never seen Holcomb look so confused. It made me chuckle so much when Chad Novak called a 30-second timeout to talk about how to break the press. They went out and turned over two more times after that, called another within about a minute of another 60-second timeout. <laughs> he was so hot, they couldn't figure out how to break the pressure that Goodland was putting on, which it wasn't that advanced. But I, I see that tonight. you got to hope that you, you can muck this game up if you're Colby. you got to hope that you can muck it up. You don't want to make it pretty. Because pretty games mean Goodland's knocking in threes, they're driving to the basket, they're finishing, all that stuff. You want to make it to where every shot is contested, every shot is hard, uh, they're having to earn everything. You want that. You, and nothing is in free-flow motion of the game. You don't want any of that. You want this to be an ugly type of movie. 
Goodland wants the opposite. That's how it played out last time for the most part. And then, you know, I think the biggest thing tonight for Goodland are two things. Can you pressure the? Can you get them out of sorts in the full court as they bring the ball up the floor? And then box out Guy Tubbs. I think that's pretty simple. How do you defend Guy Tubbs and how do you box out Guy Tubbs? And I'm, I'm very fascinated to see what Coach Mikey Dahl wants to do defensively against Guy. Because Goodland has two big guys that are very skilled, but they really like to block shots. And Guy Tubbs is a fantastic shot faker. And so that could get you into foul trouble. So are you going to play with a guy who's just going to play straight up and box out and do that? That's what I want to see out of Goodland tonight. Can you do that against Guy Tubbs? Not fall for all the head fakes and just stand up, wall up, box out, get the rebound if he misses. That's what I think the biggest thing is. I think if you if you limit Guy Tubbs to, you know, 10 to 15 points, I, I like your chances. Because, uh, uh, you know, it's, if you're going to force other people to beat you, I think that's probably the way most teams would go. You say, hey, we're going to let try to see these other guys try and beat us. And if they do, great. And if not, well, that's what we kind of thought might happen. We'll see. Should be very interesting. One more quick pot before we get to our final break. We are way past schedule. Nope, you got Needless it. Oh, say, oh, I thought you had one uh, more point. I'm intrigued. I, I don't, but I'm intrigued by both ball games, and of course, depending on perhaps who you're faithful to, uh, you can either listen on 102.5 U Rock or 100.3 The Ride. If you're over in the Mountain Time Zone, 440. If you're here in the Central, uh, not choosing to travel over to that game, uh, 540. There you go. All right, we'll get to a break. We'll be back with the walk off. <laughs> 